And welcome to this episode of the podcast, The Mnemonic Tree, where we add a single mnemonic leaf to our tree of knowledge. Today's episode will be on the members of Monty Python. And just before we get going, I've got a couple of apologies. Uh, The first one is that I had a very enjoyable Christmas party last night, so if I'm a little bit rough, forgive me. And from last week's episode, a correction. Uh, Last week... Um, on Charles Dickens, I mistakenly said Pickworth Papers, when it is obviously the Pickwick Papers. So, with that being said, we will begin with a summary from Wikipedia. Monty Python were a British surreal comedy troupe who created a sketch comedy television show, Monty Python's Flying Circus, which first aired on the BBC in 1969. 45 episodes were made over four series. The Python phenomenon developed from the television series into something larger in scope and influence, including touring stage shows, films, albums, books and musicals. The Python's influence on comedy has been compared to the Beatles' influence on music. Regarded as the enduring icon of the 1970s pop culture, their sketch show has been referred to as being an important moment in the evolution of television comedy. Broadcast by the BBC between 1969 and 1974, Monty Python's Flying Circus was conceived, written and performed by its members Graham Chapman, John Cleese, Terry Gilliam, Eric Idle, Terry Jones and Michael Palin. Loosely structured as a sketch show, but with an innovative stream-of-consciousness approach aided by Gilliam's animation, it pushed the boundaries of what was acceptable in style and content. A self-contained comedy team responsible for both writing and performing their work, the Pythons had creative control which allowed them to experiment with form and content, discarding rules of television comedy. Following their television work, they began making films, including Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Life of Brian, and The Meaning of Life. Their influence on British comedy has been apparent for years, while in North America it has coloured the work of cult performers for the early editions of Saturday Night Live through to the more recent absurdist trends in television comedy. Pythonesque has entered the English lexicon as a result. At the 41st British Academy Film Awards in 1988, Monty Python received the BAFTA Award for Outstanding British Contribution to Cinema. In 1998, they were awarded the AFI Star Award by the American Film Institute. Many sketches from their TV show and films are well known and widely quoted. Both Holy Grail and Life of Brian are frequently ranked in lists of greatest comedy films. In a 2005 poll of over 300 comics, comedy writers, producers 
and directors throughout the English-speaking world to find the comedian's comedian, three of the six Python's members were voted to be among the 50 greatest comedians ever. Cleese at number two, Idol at number 21, and Palin at number 30. This now takes us to today's mnemonic. Mnemonic. The mnemonic for Monty Python members is MIG JET. That is spelt M assisting I G, and the JET is J E double T. Now, with this one, if you picture Monty Python's TV show, which was called Monty Python's Flying Circus, and picture the six members of Monty Python packed into a MIG jet, and they're flying around in circles inside the circus tent. So we'll start with the MIG. The M is for Michael Palin. The I is assisting. And the G is for Graham Chapman. For the jet, the J is John Cleese. The E is Eric Idle. The first T is for Terry Gilliam. And the second T, Terry Jones. We'll just go over that one more time. So that's the mnemonic for Monty Python members. And that mnemonic is MIG JET, spelt M assisting I, G, and the JET, J, E, double T. The M is for Michael Palin. The I is assisting. The G is for Graham Chapman. And the JET, the J is for John Cleese. E for Eric Idle. The T for Terry Gilliam. And the second T for Terry Jones. This takes us on to... Five fun facts. Okay, the first fun fact for today, fact one. The name Monty Python does not mean anything in particular. John Cleese suggested Python because it sounded slithery, while Eric Idle came up with Monty because it suggested a drunken British stereotype. Fact two. All members of Monty Python came from the United Kingdom, apart from Terry Gilliam, who was born in Minnesota in the USA. And fact three, John Cleese and Graham Chapman starred in another sketch comedy prior to Monty Python, and that was called At Last, The 1948 Show. And fact four, most Monty Python members are well-educated, with Terry Jones and Michael Palin attending Oxford, and John Cleese, Graham Chapman, and Eric Idle attending Cambridge. And the last fact, fact number five, the extras in the film, The Holy Grail, for the marriage scene, were either students or tourists. Each got paid £2 and had free transportation and food. And I did have a bonus fact that I was going to tell you, which was during the making of the Monty Python's Holy Grail, a crazed gunman managed to get on set. Now, John Cleese and Graham Chapman were terrified for their lives, but it turned out the guy was just making idle threats. Now, I couldn't bring myself to hit the Muttley button on this one, so I thought just for this episode, I'd give you something a little bit more. And just keep in mind, I do need to keep this children-friendly. So we go back to when King Arthur was about to set out on his quest to find the Holy Grail. But before that, he was extremely worried about Guinevere's faithfulness while he was away. So anyway, he visits Merlin to discuss his concerns. Anyway, after listening intently, Merlin said, Don't worry, my liege. 
I have the perfect device to ensure your wife stays pure, and he produces a rather odd-looking chastity device. Anyway, King Arthur had a bit of a look, and he cried, But Merlin, there's a great big hole in it. And Merlin replied, Ah, but watch. Anyway, he takes a carrot and pushes it through the hole, and a hidden guillotine blade comes down and slices the carrot in two, and he says, You see, my king, not only is Guinevere protected, but you will know if any of your knights are guilty of seducing her. Anyway, King Arthur is delighted, and after fitting the device to his queen, he heads out on his quest to find the Holy Grail. On his return, he gathers all the knights, puts them into a row, and orders them all to drop their trousers. Anyway, he walks from one to the other, shaking his head in disbelief and disappointment, until he reaches Sir Galahad, and he says, Galahad, of all my knights, only you have remained pure. Name your reward, and you shall have it. Anyway, Sir Galahad just stared back, and was absolutely speechless. So kids, the moral of the story there is, actions speak louder than words. And to all those that thought something else, shame on you. This now takes us on to... The three question quiz. Okay, the first question for today, question one. Which Monty Python member is an acclaimed travel writer, having written 21 books as well as hosting travel documentaries? Question two. Which Monty Python member wrote and starred in Faulty Towers and how many episodes did it run for? And question three. Who is the oldest member of Monty Python? Now time to recap that mnemonic. Mnemonic. And the mnemonic for Monty Python members is MIGJET. The M is for Michael Palin, the I is assisting, the G, Graham Chapman, and the Jet, the J is for John Cleese, the E for Eric Idle, the T, Terry Gilliam, and the second T, Terry Jones. We will now go on to the three question quiz answers. The first question was, which Monty Python member is an acclaimed travel writer? having written 21 books as well as hosting travel documentaries? The answer there is Michael Palin. Question number two. Which Monty Python member wrote and starred in Faulty Towers and how many episodes did it run for? The answer there is John Cleese. That ran for 12 episodes. And the final question Question number three, who is the oldest member of Monty Python? The answer there is John Cleese. He was born in 1939. This takes us on to... Word of the Week. This week's Word of the Week is Canubial. And that is spelt C-O-N-N-U-B-I-A-L. And the meaning, according to Dictionary.com, is of marriage or wedlock, 
matrimonial, conjugal. And our simple example is John Cleese's connubial exploits totaled four marriages. Well, that takes us to the end of another episode. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to join our mnemonic community, you can reach us at the Mnemonic Tree Podcast, which is all one word, .com on our website. From there, you'll find links in the top right to Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Again, your feedback is appreciated. To make the show better, either email me directly to thedemonictree at gmail.com or write a review on Apple Podcasts or your chosen platform. Any reviews read on the podcast will receive a small gift of appreciation. If you have a suggestion of a mnemonic that you have created, send it to thedemonictree at gmail.com. Every five weeks, we will announce a winner for the mnemonic of the month, which may be used in future episodes. Please get your entries in as soon as you can. It'd be great for episode number 15 to have uh, our first international winner. Anyway, until next time, remember as Socrates said, there is no learning without remembering. See you next time. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense.